the Hello Customer Podcast. Intimate business conversations with founders and executives from top brands, sharing how they deliver extraordinary customer experience. Hosted by the girl who gets it done, Esprit Devorah. Each season, a different industry. Season one highlights fashion, Zappos, Levi's, Element, Osiris, Volcom, MeUndies, and more. Get ready for an epic audio journey. Welcome back to the Hello Customer Podcast. This is Esprit Devora, and I have one of my favorite brands on the episode with me today, Volcom. Brandon, go ahead and introduce yourself and share with the world how amazing Volcom is. Um, my name is Brandon Jansen. I work for our Volcom's marketing department. I specifically work for our Let the Kids Ride free programs for our skate and snow programs. It's a pretty fun kind of job to get out there and experience things face to face with our customers and celebrate the three board sports, or at least myself, two board sports that uh, make up Volcom's uh, core functioning America's first board company. So it's pretty cool to be a part of it. And you guys were one of the first brands to bring in multiple board sports under one brand, right? Yeah, it was kind of one of those things. Uh, Richard Wolcott and Tucker Hall, they were snowboarding and they they kind of had this idea of starting a clothing company and they kind of liked all three board sports and nobody really was doing it at the time in 1991 when they're kind of getting their foot in the door and kind of figuring out what they wanted to do. So they, they liked all three sports of both of uh, skate, snow and surf and kind of like, Let, let's do something with this. It was kind of back in that time when those sports sports weren't necessarily the coolest things, but they saw that, you know, they were really passionate about it. So they kind of were like, yeah, let's do this and make this happen. So that's kind of where it started from. Totally. And um, you started out as a core action sports company, but the culture has become so much deeper where you touch the lives of artists, musicians, filmmakers. I mean, it really spreads beyond just board sports in the sense of like emotional connectivity. Would that be right for me to say? Yeah, I think that uh, that is a pretty straightforward thing. I mean, those guys were obviously really creative people and still are, you know, they started doing things with film and music and those things right off the get go. In reality, the, uh, the focus of the company when they started from what my understandings is, are, is that they were more excited about going out and doing it and experiencing something. And, uh, you know, music went hand in hand and filmmaking went hand in hand with, with what they were already doing. So, uh, and then, Art is kind of one of those things that's just, you know, it's expression of uh, self-expression in reality. And really, in all actuality, three board sports that we do, our surf, snow, and skate is a self-expression because really nobody else is telling you what to do. It's kind of up to you what you're making happen. You guys have used the term spiritual quest, right? Like the, the being a part of Volcom is about being on a spiritual quest. <laughs> well, we call it a... Spiritual intoxication. Spiritual with, intoxication. That's even better. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like that same thing. It's like a quest to find, you know, something that connects you to uh, what's going on on this earth, like friends, family, you know, art, music, uh, you know, and then skateboarding, sur- surfing and snowboarding too, you know. Definitely. And now you're a dominant global brand. But back in the day, you started with a stone. <laughs> what is the Volcom stone and how did it begin? Um, I mean, it was, they were bent back and forth as from what I've heard with a bunch of different names and, and eventually landed on Volcom. 
Um, and then after Volcom was kind of decided on that, that was what it was. Um, I'm not sure exactly how the stone itself was formed or And the stone, just to be clear for everybody listening, the stone is the logo. But yeah. it's so much more than a logo. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's something that's, that is a eye-pleasing type of logo that, that looks cool. And it's geometric in shape because of all the different triangles that are involved. And then, you know, using a very classic black and white, you know, it's a, you know, yin versus yang kind of thing almost in a way, as far as what I look at it. And, you know, it kind of, it itself is kind of built into uh, something that is gone globally and, and very cool to be a part of. What, what would you say people feel when they're wearing the Volcom stone, uh, when someone wears the Volcom stone, what would you say that that represents to them? What are what are they feeling? Um, I think that any uh, clothing or logo that you're using, whether it be another brand or you know the stone itself, I think that what the company is doing and portraying in their marketing and and uh, you know kind of what they're driving says something about that person. So in a lot of ways, like Volcom, because it's a board sports brand, it's started that way as far as becoming or going from just a board sports brand. And then through the evolution of the quality of the apparel and uh, how in reality style has changed quite a bit. Volcom has grown with that as well to be kind of a universal uh, brand that just looks good for anybody. And it kind of like, well, you know, I'm still young, I'm still hip, I'm still part of what's going on and in, in popular culture as well. And let's get into how we really grew this brand from just kind of being the neighborhood brand to being this movement and, you know, having tours around the world. And what I mean, you run all the tours, you MC the tours, you have a program called Kids Ride Freak. Let's talk about it. Like how when when were these tours started and um, why are they so important? So the tours themselves for as far as where I'm at with both our skate and snow side. Uh, the snow side is called peanut butter and rail jam. It's kind of an interesting take. Uh, if you are in the snowboarding industry, you'd understand the, the, why that kind of makes sense. Um, but that started back in 2000 or yeah, the year 2000. So about 15 years ago. So that's been going on for a long time. Uh, it was just a one-off contest that happened at mammoth mountain. And, uh, it kind of, the, the community up there was really appreciative of that. And, Throughout, and then the next year we did one or two, and then another one at Mammoth Mountain, and then kind of grew it, and then eventually it just turned into a full-on tour. And when um, you guys started them, were they more like, let's just see, this seems like something fun to do, or was it? Uh, did you really see a long-term vision with them? I think that the overall view is like, let's go do something. Let's you know have that personal touch with people that we know that are into the scene. I mean, Mammoth Mountain was pretty much a really good place to start it because uh, it is a seven or eight hour drive from uh, Costa Mesa where Volcom's located. But a lot of people from that area travel up to Mammoth every single weekend. And um, I think the community up there, the stone had kind of already, those guys spent a lot of time up there. So people knew what Volcom was and it was kind of like, yeah, let's just try something and see how it goes. And then let's do it in a different way. Like a lot of contests at that point were run by skiers and run by like people that were trying to make money off of the, these types of uh, contests. 
And Volcom was like, no, let's do it for free. Let's have fun. Let's just go out to the mountain and have fun and see what happens. I love it. And so what does a, what does a contest look like today? As far as the peanut butter rail jam? Yeah. How big is it? How many people come? Do people travel around the world? Um, yeah. I mean, it's a global initiative at this point, our Let the Kids Ride Free programs, which is pretty crazy because not only are our North American uh, marketing teams doing these contests, but in Europe or in Japan and uh, New Zealand and all, Argentina, all over the place, we, we have these contests going on. Um, so it has grown quite a bit. And uh, I mean, as far as the numbers is, I can speak of is for North America, we'll see anywhere from about 150 to 200 competitors at these contests. I know how passionate you are about being involved with these contests. Why is that? Like, what does it do for you? Well, part of the reason why I'm so passionate is because I was a competitor at one time. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, they, they came to, uh, I'm from Minnesota, and uh, they actually came to Minnesota. And that was pretty crazy for us to be a part of. I remember being in high school and uh, the tour was one of, I think, eight stops at the time. And it might have been six, actually. And one of the stops was in Minnesota. And for us, like none of us understood why Volcom would like this big brand that we thought, you know, being from Minnesota, we're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like Minnesota, they're coming here. Why would they ever do that? But it was like such a huge thing for us. And we're just like, this is incredible. Like we have in Minnesota, our hills are, are really small. Like you can get down them in 30 seconds. And all the other places that were on the tour at that time were like Mammoth Mountain, Bear Mountain, uh, and, you know, these other big, big mountains. And you're like, whoa, so what's going on here? So my tie is that and passion started from back then. It was like, this is really cool. And then I don't know how, like I started working for a skate shop and then uh, the tours kept coming to Minnesota and then I kind of started working with those guys. And, and then it was kind of like from start of like just kind of being a competitor and being excited about the contest to like getting to a point where I actually am working for the brand. And what do these competition, competitions and tours do for the kids? Like what do they want out of it? Is it just the camaraderie of meeting other people like them or do, do they want the prize? Like what's that main motivator? I think it, it, it's a little bit different for everybody. I think that, yeah, the camaraderie and having a place to showcase your skills in a free and fun environment. Uh, we try to make the, the contest very relaxed. We don't want pe people to be like, oh, everybody's watching me. Everybody's, you know, like judging me. It's more of a, a celebration of snowboarding. And then, of course, there are prizes and, and those things involved to kind of push those people that really are trying to like, well, I want to do something more with uh, with those brands and or with the brands, get, get my voice or my snowboarding out there and get my, my name out there and kind of be like, yeah, this is pretty cool to be involved with. And then also we run a, this is a championship qualifying event. So at the end of the year, we get everybody from around the planet or globe and the top people come to Mammoth Mountain and they compete for a $15,000 championship prize purse. That's amazing. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of yeah. snowboards. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, we, we break down the, the $15,000 like between the top uh, five people in each division. There's three divisions. So it just kind of gives, it's an incentive to get out through Mammoth Mountain and kind of take a spring trip, almost kind of like, yeah, this is my spring trip. And 
it's pretty amazing to see the kids that come around the globe and they come come together and it's like it's crazy because we have people from like Calgary that are hanging out with people from Minnesota or people from New Jersey and it's like we'll talk to those guys and I'm like how do you guys know each other they're like oh, just from peanut butter rail jam it's like okay that's pretty cool it's amazing would you say that there's a correlation between you seeing the growth and doing more tours and going to more and more areas between the brand itself growing and people becoming more interested in sporting the stone? As far as the growth, I think that snowboarding specifically in general just is, has its ups and downs, but uh, I think that it's just kind of the passion always exists. And I think that because they're pat- the, the things that we're passionate about transcend transcend into um, what they're they're passionate about, and that kind of keep, keeps that core moving forward. Definitely. And what what are some of the things that you look forward to in the years to come related to tours and and these competitions? Looking forward to you know the next upcoming season. You never really know what's going to happen. There's I've been doing it for about nine and a half years now. So I know a lot of these kids personally by name, if they come up and they're hanging out like, Hey, what's going on? Like, good to see you guys here. It's always just good to see some of the same faces. But the cool thing about the contest is that, uh, you never really see, uh, or never can really expect, um, that things are going to run the same exact way. Each stop is a little bit different. Weather's a little bit different. And then, and then all of a sudden there's someone that just shows up and it's, and like, you're like, wow, where'd that person come from? And that's pretty cool to be a part of. And then all of a sudden they'll end up winning the contest and, you know, or a kid lands their trick for the first time ever. That's always a cool thing to see, regardless of how good the trick is or not. And I wanted to get into that, actually. Can you share a few of those stories of some of the regulars that you've seen or just some really amazing stories uh, from the kids that have made an impact in your life? Um, I think that it's tough to pick just a couple. And like, when you start seeing them in person, it's uh, you're like, Oh wow. I've seen that kid grow up from being eight years old. And now they're looking me straight in the eye and I'm a six foot two person. So like all of a sudden you go from a kid that's like, you got to kneel down to look at them face to face. And all of a sudden they're, they're standing next to you and they're looking at you like, Hey, what's going on? But, uh, a kid that I, I personally just remember is, is because he was pretty much just, an incredible snowboarder right from the get-go, um, which is pretty easy to pick on, is, is this kid Benny Milam from uh, Minnesota. And he also, it's easy for me to remember him just because he's from Minnesota. I've seen him since he's been a little kid. But, you know, from the days when he was just kind of doing basic tricks and now he's like hitting jumps and he's on the amateur Volcom team. And, and it's kind of like, it's pretty crazy to see kind of like that full spectrum happen. One of my favorite things is that we would go to like skate competitions and all that kind of stuff growing up. And um, whenever I would get close to the Volcom brand, I always felt like energized and this rush of creativity and thinking outside the box and innovation. To me, like Volcom represents pushing yourself to go beyond what you believe are your own limits and finding joy in something bigger than yourself. And so, yeah. I, I love Volcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, that's really the, the customer experience that we're trying to get, give to people. And with these tours and a lot of our retail marketing events and stuff, when we go to our retailers um, and trade shows and other things, I mean, really Volcom, we work together pretty closely. A lot of people think it's this huge brand, which 
you know, it definitely has a, uh, a power in itself. But uh, when we are at the office or, you know, on the day to day, like all of us kind of know each other by name, you know, it's not like you, one department doesn't know another department. A lot of people hang out with each other and it's kind of like a friend experience and almost in, in really awesome. a family kind of deal. Right. And our goal when we talk about stuff and we come together, we're like, yeah, like how can we make like our events for marketing specifically, just because I deal with that the most, like impactful? Like how does it get to the point where, you know, like we're going to have little Timmy go back home and be like, man, that was so fun. The Vulcan thing, like I got to hang out, get my picture taken or like maybe there's a pro that they thought they would, their favorite pro they'd never meet in their entire life or Maybe it's sometimes we're running little games or maybe someone just walks up to him and be like, hey, I really think that you're a cool kid or, you know, or kind of talks to him for a little bit and be like, hey, you know what? Here's a little, here's a t-shirt for you or here's a hat or, you know, like kind of that face-to-face impression that, you know, you don't always get with, with uh, people sometimes once they get to a point where it's like, oh, well, we're just selling stuff. That's what's happening. No, you're definitely not just selling stuff. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. it's a a cool thing to be a part of. I mean, you can kind of see sometimes when you do just little things. And I kind of remember that just from, again, when I was not even a part of the brand, it was kind of like the the things that's like, Hey, maybe you just let someone help you out, you know, like, Hey, could you help me grab that? Like those little things are, are, are what can make a big difference in people's lives. That's pretty cool. Love it. Brandon, thank you so much for sharing the story of Volcom with me, especially since I've been a personal fan and consumer for a number of years. So it's been awesome to like be get even more connected with all things Volcom. I appreciate you taking the time. You're busy. So this has been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's always fun to talk about things and, and sometimes it, it refreshes the reasons you know, for, for myself personally, like why we do these things. And, and uh, it's really cool to be a part of even talking about it and have someone be so interested in what we're doing. So I appreciate you having me. This has been a Hello Customer production. Get immersed into the psychology of effective customer experience on our blog, mycustomer.com.